Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. June's Journey is a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story taking you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. And if you know me, you know I love the 20s era. Engage your sense of observation to find hidden clues. Search for hidden objects from the parlors of New York to the sidewalks of Paris and uncover a collection of dazzling hidden object spectacles for you to solve. We're all here because we love drama and thrills, right? Well, this game has the perfect twists and turns to keep your brain asking, what happened here? You can chat and play with or against others by joining a detective club. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Beyond the Blinds, the first one of 2023. Troy, how are you? I'm good. Happy 2023. I know. We started off with a bang, I think. (laughs) We did. We both had some wacky end of the year moments. The blind items that could be written about both of our New Year's. Yes. Oh, my God. Lord Jesus. But we're here and we made it. I cannot believe it's 2023. It feels so weird to say it. I agree. I agree with you. And thank you guys for hanging out with us for all of 2022. Some of you from 2021. And I feel like this will be a good year for us, even though I did forget to do the introduction for this episode. (laughs) But it's okay. No, listen, we are, we're just so comfortable at this point that we don't even intro. That's what it is. Now, Troy, you were the first person I thought of when I saw Miss Barbara Walters. Yeah. I just like, I still haven't even like processed it. And it's so weird because I was listening back to our stoned episode and I like talked about her and I didn't even realize Mm -hmm. right before she passed away, I was saying that she's like the one person that I would wish to interview me. Um, It just feels surreal. Like, it's just like so weird when somebody that like prolific dies, because then of course, like you think about everything they've done and like everything they've accomplished. And I know that Barbara's like a very controversial, I guess she's like a very controversial figure. But in my opinion, like Barbara's contribution to society outweighs like, like interviews she did where she was like crass to somebody or something like it's Barbara Walters. Right. You know, Danny Pellegrino really recommended her autobiography. I just ordered it. I heard it's like one of the best that that he's ever read, at least. Yeah, I think anybody I mean, I think everybody should read it but like anybody who works in any kind of like content creation media entertainment like it's just so inspiring and it's hard to imagine just because now it's like such a different world but you know she was really the only woman like trailblazing like news and you know people thought talk about like how cutthroat she was and how she was like backstabbing and all that stuff and it's like well yeah you know what i mean like she was the only woman doing what she was doing, it wasn't even a, it wasn't even thought of, you know, this is like 30 years pre-Oprah. So, yeah. you know, I, yeah, but the book, I can't recommend it enough, please. 
Now, moving on from something sad, I spent the last, like, I don't know, maybe five days watching White Lotus. It is literally the only thing I care about. It's the only only important thing in my life at the moment. I am obsessed with White Lotus. What were your thoughts of it? Because did you know, we probably will talk spoiler alerts, guys, just a heads up. Um, did you know the spoilers at all? No. So I've been avoiding them like the plague. <laughs> like I avoided everything. I avoided Twitter. I avoided White Lotus TikTok, which is very hard for a homosexual. <laughs> Damn near impossible. Um, I really worked hard to not see spoilers. So I was actually surprised and shocked by everything that happened. Like it all got me. I didn't see anything. Who was your favorite on the show? I mean, Aubrey Plaza was just so incredible. It's so hard to pick. She was so amazing. And so was the other wife I thought was just um, incredible. What about you? She's from a show called The Bold Type, which I've always tried to get people to watch. And I'm like, I'm so glad Megan Fahey is finally getting the credit she deserves. Yeah. And now she's like a huge breakout star. Everybody's talking about her. As she should be. I think she was probably my favorite. I also liked the two sex workers. I thought they were just like so much fun and how it ended. It's like good for them. Yes, it was really <laughs> cool. Because of course, again, spoilers, I guess maybe fast forward a few couple minutes if you don't want to hear spoilers. But, you know, it's like, of course, you expect that they're going to die. And mm-hmm. the show obviously knew that you were expecting the two sex workers, of course, would die. And like it forced you to think outside of your preconceived notions about women who do sex work and like they came out on top like they came out in the end like they killed it I feel like 2022 was a big year of the scammer I mean with like the the dropout that came out and everything with Anna Delvey and I was like what a little cherry just to put right on top yeah it was great it was great to see them scam their way and it was so funny like at the beginning when the grandpa said like, you know, women in this town are like more dangerous than men. Like they will like take everything you've got, leave you with nothing. And that's exactly what they did. They took everything everybody had and said, bye bitch. (laughs) Give a fuck. Good for them. I know. Now there is a show coming out on Peacock called The Traders. Do you know anything about that? No, tell me about it. So I just saw a commercial and it looks like The Challenge. But okay. it has um, like Kyle from Summer House is going to be on it. Rachel from Big Brother is going to be on it. Yeah, it's basically like going to rival the challenge. And there's three people on the show that are the traitors. And I guess the whole game is to try and figure out which three people are the traitors. Um, but the cast looks incredible. Is it like physical, like physical, like the challenge? It seems to be, but like. It's just a quick preview. Oh my God. So it seemed like a lot of puzzles and a lot of like politicking. Rachel's going to kill that. <laughs> that was Rachel. the only season of Big Brother I ever watched. Oh my God. That's so fun. I love that. Holy shit. I'm really excited for that. I didn't know that that was like, I think that I've heard the name, but I just assumed that it was like an actual scripted show. I didn't know it was like a reality show. Yeah, because the challenge sucks now. So I'm excited to have something else. I had to stop watching the challenge for the first time in my whole life. For the first time in my whole life, Troy, I fast forward through most of it until like the elimination. (laughs) It's really bad and it sucks. It it definitely feels like it's jumped the shark for sure. Like 
it's not the show it used to be at all. No. And I get why, because I know all the scandals, but still, mm-hmm. you can, the Challenge All-Stars does it without any issue. Yeah, and I think that they have, like, casting issues. Like, I feel like they they cast too similarly to, like, X on the Beach and, like, Love Island and shit. Like, that's not why we watch the challenge. We watch it to see Katie Doyle find a plunger in her bed and turn the house upside down. Yeah, right. I don't watch to see people have like really boring love triangles. Fair. You know what I mean? Like really boring relationship shit. Like it's, that's no DM and CT. Sorry, I'll never care. No. Sorry. Now I know we have gotten comments to stay in our lane when it comes to sports. But Troy and I wanted to talk about what happened to Damar Hamlin from the Bills on Monday night. And if you didn't see it, it was really, I watched it live. It was super hard to watch. Um, Basically, Damar gets hit in the chest, stands up, immediately collapses. And I have never seen a football game where all the players just like circle around him. And people were, he was getting chest compressions on the field. And people were crying. Both teams were crying. The stadium was like silent. And there's a lot of back and forth on whether or not the NFL was actually going to continue with the game. A lot Mm -hmm. of people are saying the NFL, once, once Jamar got off the field in an ambulance, right? Once he's taken off in an ambulance that they were going to give the players a five minute warm up until both coaches kind of met. And they were like, no, we're going back to the lockers. We're not finishing this game. So it seems like there's still not clarity about that. But, you know, as someone who doesn't watch football, Troy, I'm curious what you think about like the NFL in general, because I feel like they're the most corrupt athletic sports that I'm aware of. I don't know about in other countries or anything, but I would say like in, in America. Yeah, I would definitely say in America, it's like indisputable. It's the most, the most fuck shit going on, you know? Mm -hmm. And I always wonder, I know that they had that, like boxing had a moment a few years ago where it was like, let's finally talk about the concussions and like what it's doing to people. Football is wild. Like it's absolutely wild that these men leave this sport at like 25 or 30 years old with like the bodies of 90 year old men with their Mm -hmm. brains rattled out of fucking sink in their head. And on top of the fact that, they can barely like read and write because they get pushed through high school and college to just be athletes. Like the whole thing is just so fucked. And then on top of it, they're getting paid millions and millions of dollars to be absolute assholes, usually to beat up women and have it covered up and just be dicks. I just think that there needs to be some kind of like, it's like, all right, we've been doing this sport in this country for however many years. Let's like sit down and like reevaluate what the fuck is going on here. I completely agree with you. I mean, just how they've handled even like social things that we've seen. Mm-hmm. It's it wouldn't surprise me if in like 20 years there's no more NFL. Yeah. Or if it looks totally different, you know, like if it's and a complete thing. And I know people will be like, oh, don't be like a weekly or whatever they're going to say. It's like, no, someone collapsed and his heart stopped on the field. Yeah. For a gym class game. Yeah. It's a little much. That's as far as my thoughts go. (laughs) I mean, that's like totally fine. I was just like I said, I was curious because, you know, I'm watching it and I'm like, what the fuck are they going to do about this? 
It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And also on top of it, it's like the amount that athletes get paid in general is so crazy. It's so crazy. Like it's, 28 million for two years. It's wild. I mean, my God, to play a gym game. But I guess they're getting paid to shorten their like their body's lifespan, you know, 20, 30 years, I guess. I don't know. It's just crazy. And I guess to wrap it up, just, you know, seeing how everyone came together for Damar was actually really cool. Yeah. Like a lot of people donated to his GoFundMe and players from just around the whole world really were tweeting like their thoughts. And I, I thought that was cool to see like two teams specifically get on yeah. the field together and like hug it out. Cause it's right. like a bro sport. You don't hug. Mm-hmm. It's like Joe Burrow and Josh Allen hugging in the middle of the field's a big deal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then butt slapping. Right. So next we have to talk about a relationship that is like percolating as something that people seem to be interested in, which is Matthew Lawrence and Chili from TLC. What did you think when you saw this? To quote Kristen Cavallari when she found out about Jason and Lauren, that's the most random thing I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) And like, they've been really genuinely photographed together. It doesn't seem like, I mean, I guess you could argue that they were like PR photos, but I know that they've been like truly spotted together. Since like August. Yeah. I think they're both beautiful people. I know nothing about either of them, but they're a gorgeous (laughs) couple. (laughs) What I know of Chili as far as like dating is that she's like really she's on a dating show and she's like really 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 like intensely like not normal picky like she's like crazy oh she's like one of those women that has like wild standards so i always think about that when i see her dating someone that like oh like matthew lawrence fits all of chili's like bachelor standards it's just so random and i know he was married to cheryl burke Mm-hmm. And in August, she put up a TikTok saying, when you find out he was texting and DMing the girl, he told you not to worry about. Yeah. And, so, and, said like, and you find the Viagra and condoms in his bag or his pocket or something, something like that. She definitely alluded. Well, she didn't allude to. She literally said she found Viagra. Yeah. I mean, these are people I don't care about, but I do right. because I grew up with them. <laughs> Right. Yeah. It's like you kind of have to. I mean, it's fun. It's fun to see a random couple like that. And they're not like they're like you said, they're people from our generation. So it's like more interesting. They're not like some fucking it's not Pete Davidson. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> random and kind of kooky. And I'm I'm here for it. I like it. They're hot. I like seeing pictures of them sucking popsicles on the beach because that's what they were doing. It's Troy's stamp of approval. Yeah, it definitely does. Have you seen Glass Onion on Netflix? No, I haven't watched it yet. So a lot of people on Twitter hate it. Mm -hmm. And all I can say is people just need to embrace like silly movies again. Yeah. It's funny. It's weird. And it's fun seeing people like, like Kate Hudson, Edward Norton, Leslie Odom Jr. Just playing bizarre fucking people. Mm -hmm. Like characters. Like just have fun. We need to just have fun again. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Truly make America fun again. Yeah. But yeah, Kate Hudson blew me out of the water and I want her in more things. But I think that's coming. I feel another like resurgence of her. 
Oh, cool. I would love that. I like when Kate Hudson does weird shit, too. I like when she does, like, not romantic comedy stuff. She basically plays, like, an older Penny Lane. Oh, okay. That's fun. Yeah. I like that. Have you ever seen Skeleton Key? Yes. She's great at Skeleton Key. She's a good actress. She is. She's so underrated. But no, I am going to watch it. I just haven't because so many people are so angry about it. I was like, well, I guess it's bad, but I'll watch it. Yeah. Again, it's just like, it's just silly. It's not a yeah. Marvel movie. There's no like real, real deepness to it. It's mm-hmm. just a murder mystery. <laughs> and it not being a Marvel movie is a win for me. So I'll watch. <laughs> I guess the last thing that we wanted to talk about before we get into blinds is that I don't have any updates about this guy because I haven't gone, but I am going to the Drew Barrymore show next week, which I am. I mean, you want to say bucket list. You may as well burn the whole thing because it's done. It's over. There's doesn't get any bigger than being in the same room as Drew Barrymore. I can't wait to hear all about it. I'm going to bring back some intel as much as I can. I don't know who the guest is yet because it hasn't been emailed to me, but I'm hoping it's somebody good, you know? I just, I don't really care because it's Drew, so it could be anything. I just want to be in the, I want to breathe her air, that's all. And I feel like she'll have fun with the audience. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm really excited to see what she'll be like, like in between, you know, during the commercials and stuff. I'm so elated for you. I will bring back as much info as I can. (laughs) Now, this episode, I'm so excited about. I can't wait. I've been a Grey's Anatomy watcher since good old 2005. I will say the last like three years, I haven't watched it as much. But Troy, what are your Grey's Anatomy thoughts? So I never got into Grey's Anatomy. I never became a Grey's Anatomy head. It was one of those things, and this happens so often, where like when you miss the train on like a phenomenon, like you just can't experience it as everybody else did. And by the time I even contemplated watching Grey's, it was so deep into it. The show has been on now for 48 years. (laughs) I just, I just can't fathom going back and like rewatching all of it. But of course I follow the craziness. I mean, I don't, there was a few years there where I feel like you literally could not avoid uh, Grey's anatomy set drama firings, rehirings. I mean, it's craziness. So I I do fo- I did follow it at least a little. Well, I've been watching for 48 years. <laughs> <laughs> Some spoiler, there may be spoiler alerts somewhere in this episode, so I just want to give people a heads up. But yeah, I agree with you and after pulling these blind items, I would rather this is a big statement for me to say. Uh-huh. I would rather a behind-the-scenes documentary about this cast than Glee. Really? Yes. People haven't passed away in weird circumstances on the show. That's the only reason why there's not, like, a Grey's curse. Yeah, that's so true. But it is definitely a cursed environment. If you leave Grey's, you better pray, because then you end up like Che Diaz, who's, like, hated by everyone. Right. Or Catherine. Or T.R. Knight, who, like, I feel like kind of damaged his career and hasn't really been in, like, a ton. Or people just, like, don't talk about him. He was very famous. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just, like, I feel like people leave that show, which, thinking about it now, it's, like, actually really crazy that Shonda Rhimes has been able to be involved in all of that drama, but, like, still have a career and, like, work and have stuff that people are excited about. You know what I mean? Yeah, get ready. Shonda, there's some Shonda shit. 
okay. Oh God. I could see that look that woman in the eye and be like, why did you do all these things to me? I would. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm excited. Now, this is so corny, but I'm going to say it anyway. Before every surgery, Patrick Dempsey's character, McDreamy, says it's a great day to save lives and it's a great day to read blinds for us. Okay. All right. Is that the title of this episode? Yeah, it is. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, everything we just said, those are opinions. Everything from here on out is alleged. Take it for what you will. And we are starting in 2006. Which out Broadway star is having a hard time with the fact that his boyfriend has found fame on a primetime ABC show? Not out of jealousy. It just means now they can't be a public couple. So I don't know if a lot of people remember, this is when, this is the same year that Isaiah Washington, who did star in Grey's Anatomy, during an onset fight with Patrick Dempsey, he used the F term to describe T.R. Knight. Oh, yeah. And T.R. Knight was not out. He wasn't out to his family. He wasn't out to anybody. So basically, the way that all started is this fight kept happening, right? There was, there's a lot of egos on this set because there's a hundred cast members. Yeah. So Patrick and Isaiah were going back and forth and back and forth. And somehow TR got pulled into it. And Isaiah called him that word and someone on the set sold, sold it to a tabloid. And that's how it happened. I remember that. I don't think I knew that that was how that all played out. I don't, I didn't know that he wasn't like out hmm. Holy shit. And that was like a major deal. It was a huge deal. So much so that later on in like, I think he, TR was talking about it last year that Shonda all of a sudden wanted to make his character George O'Malley gay. And he's like, that's not fair to my character. You know, right. that's not <laughs> that's not OK, because that just doesn't make sense for George. Yeah. But oh, she wanted to make him gay because of that. Yeah. Oh my God. Which is <laughs> so messy. Which is something we talk about all the time of why people won't come out. Mm-hmm. That is so messy to be like, oh, well, then we'll just make you gay on the show then. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Holy fuck. Okay. That was the first blind. Okay. <laughs> so then we jumped to 2007. Whiny Will is a pill. He is a lesser known actor on a better known show who has done everything he can within his power, and he does have some power, to be seen, treated, and promoted as the one main star of the show. He won't do interviews in a group. He won't share a trailer like the other actors at his level. And thanks to his constant fetching and that power, he's slowly but surely getting more and more screen time. And this particular fan doesn't think that's so much of a good thing. On one recent occasion, Will decided not to show up to work until he got the same name brand water delivered to the trailer that the main stars of the show receives. And it must be chilled. Such diva dom, no? I love that word. <laughs> and trust me, you'd never expect it from this guy either. And that is T.R. Knight. And just a reminder, Ellen Pompeo and Patrick Dempsey were like the stars of the show. Everyone yeah. else obviously had their roles and stuff. And I know people love George, but I was like, oh, I could take or leave George. Like, get out of here. Yeah, as an outsider, it always, to me, felt like everybody on that show was kind of like fighting publicly to be like the face of the show. Right. But it's called Grey's Anatomy. (laughs) Ellen Pompeo plays Meredith Grey, you know? (laughs) 
<laughs> right. I'll say my favorite was always Sandra O. Oh. She killed it every Yeah. You know. I, I always hear people say that. Yeah. This actress has had her ups and downs and been big and small in her television and film career. On her hit show, all of the cast and crew have tried to play Cupid, but to no avail. Although she was recognized in the past, nothing prepared her for what she is going through now. Previously, even when on a popular show, she was able to be with her female lover in public, but that's no longer possible. Instead, she goes on blind dates with a guy and finds something wrong. She then delays as long as possible before being set up again. She longs for her old life where she did not have to hide. She used to have a long distance beard, but that ended when her relationship with her ex-girlfriend ended. She wants to come out, but is afraid despite the fact that real life and fiction are not always so different. And that is Kate Walsh. One of the many, many, many closeted Kate Walsh blinds. What happened to Kate Walsh? She came back to Grey's Anatomy for a little bit, but she was on, she was on 13 Reasons Why. I think she was Hannah's oh, okay. mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like she's very much like in her mom Netflix. And then she was on Private Practice too. She did have a spinoff. Yes. Okay. Yes. I do remember that. Was that successful or no? I think it was for a few seasons. I never watched that. Okay. But it maybe was on for like three or four seasons. God, it's so weird to hear some of these names because these people used to be so famous. Can I tell you a fun side note about 13 Reasons Why? Okay. I saw the guy who played, I think his name was Justin. His real name's Brendan Flynn and he dated Sam Smith for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I was at the gym and like locked eyes with him. Really? I was like, is that the guy from, first I thought it was Chase Crawford. So I got really excited. And then I was like, oh wait, it's the guy from 13 Reasons <laughs> I love him. He's so cute. He's very cute. That's funny. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soaps or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with internet's best converting checkouts. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% off all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash blinds, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash blinds now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash blinds. Leading man's good guy image is all an act. You know what's even worse than a really good person getting a bad rep? A really bad person getting a good one which is exactly what this week's blind item entry is all about. A certain primetime heartthrob is perceived by the public and the press as being one of the nicest guys in the biz. But behind the scenes, nothing could be further from the truth. 
In fact, his co-stars on a certain top 10 hit despise him with every fiber of their being. Why? For starters, he feels as if his job is beneath him. Yeah, like his outside credits are any great shakes. And that's nowhere more apparent than at the show's weekly table readings. According to one spy, quote, he comes in, he picks up a script, he flips through it, he grunts a few times, and then he tosses it aside. Even worse, Eddie Egomaniac thinks call times are for little people, i.e. other people. So he doesn't show up two or three minutes late for a scene. He shows up two or three hours late, says the mole. Quote, the show loses a ton of money waiting around for him to come to work. And when he does show up, he doesn't even say the lines as written. So who's this Satan in sheep's clothing? Guess away. And that is Patrick Dempsey. I do think we could do a full Patrick episode. I would love that. Or like half Catherine Heigl, half Patrick. So keep that in mind for the future guys. (laughs) Actress asks boss, escrow or no? It's every TV star's nightmare scenario. You land a hit show, splurge on your first home, and then get fired the day after the closing. Don't laugh, it happens. Well, the actress who is in the focus of this week's blind item wasn't about to let fate play the cruel trick on her, especially with rumors swirling that her days at a certain top 10 smash might be numbered in a plot line that seems to confirm the gossip. So before hitting those open houses, this up-and-comer went to her producers and asked point blank whether she'd be sticking around long enough for her to make a dent in a seven-figure mortgage. Her boss's response should put a twinkle or maybe dollar signs in her eyes of real estate agents through L.A., Quote, have you considered the spelling mansion? So any guesses? And that was Sarah Ramirez, who played Callie Torres for on Grey's Anatomy. We are now in 2008. Hopefully you'll all be intrigued by today's blind item. But if a certain TV star is reading this, they should squint extra hard to read between the lines. How come? They've been canned. They just don't know it yet. Yep, it seems an original cast member of a hit series that's popular with all souls and yours truly, has been pink-slipped without the benefit of being given a pink slip. A combo platter of budget cuts and creative redirection is being blamed for the firing, but it also bears mentioning that said performer was never going to win any popularity contest with their co-stars. As for why the MVP still hasn't been told that the unemployment line is reserving a spot for them, well, that's where things get really interesting. According to my mole, there's still a snowball's chance in Hollywood that the producers might have a change of heart. If or when the axe does fall, the regular's on-screen alter ego isn't likely to be killed off. Although death has cast a shadow over many a plot, this personality's demise would probably be deemed too morbid, even for this show. So stars, readers, readers who are stars, call your agents and get guessing. Oh, and memo to my higher-ups at EW, don't bother asking me who it is. This is one blind item I won't be clabbing about. And that is, of course, that's Katherine Heigl. So in 2008, it's also the year that Katherine Heigl like started to create that reputation for being difficult that she was always, that still follows her to this day. Yeah. And this is when she withdrew her name from Emmy consideration, despite winning the year before she actually won outstanding supporting actress in a drama series. And when she was asked about it, she was like, I just didn't think the writing was very good and I don't deserve it. Yeah. Listen, is it ridiculous? This is how I feel about it. Is it ridiculous? Yeah. But like, should it follow you for 20 years? 
compared to what other people do in Hollywood and they're still able to work. It's a, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. It just makes me think how many hands Shonda Rhimes has in things, you know? Yeah. yeah. And Seth Rogen. He also is someone who said that about her. Mm-hmm. And I just think to be, we've talked about this with other women that have like a reputation as being like a bitch. It's just so like vapid and like, I don't know, like people have so many characteristics of their personality to just be defined as like a bitch. Difficult. Like, I remember for a really long time, you only heard people say she was difficult. Mm -hmm. Specifically that word. Like, she's difficult. She's famously difficult. It's just weird. I don't know. I mean, I think it's wild that she withdrew an Emmy nomination and threw the writers under the bus. But I mean, it sounds like she was out the door anyway. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. It sounded like she wanted to leave in like a blaze of fire. (laughs) She was like, she Jerry Maguire'd herself out. And how they wrote her off was just, like, so bad. Shonda was like, you're not leaving quite yet. We're going to truly ruin your character. (laughs) How did they write her off? They just, like, sent her away. So they didn't kill her. But you thought she died. It was really weird. It was quite the episode. (laughs) They had her go grab something from her bedroom and she never came back. She ended up getting cancer. And at one point, she thought she was having sex with a ghost. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Shonda said, you want bad writing, babe? (laughs) grab my pen why does a certain character on Grey's Anatomy suddenly have so little to do it's a question many readers have been emailing about and now inside sources are spilling what's going on behind the scenes before you read any further however be forewarned naming names is impossible the truth is a little ugly so read on only if you want to join the guessing game and sources close to the show tell me quote The reason the actor has not been on is because he or she has been a pain in the ass lately, trying to change scenes and dialogue between hard to work with and putting up an attitude. The higher ups were getting tired of it, so they tweaked him or her out of the episodes. That's why you haven't really seen him or her lately. A second source seconds that emotion. He or she is not really getting along too well with the producers right now. Eek. Like I said, it's not a pretty tale, is it? Not all characters can have equal screen time all year round. So I was thinking perhaps they were holding this character back for something later in the season. But it sounds like he or she might be getting spanked. And that is T.R. Knight. Yeah, he got killed. (laughs) I also remember that drama of like just everybody constantly talking about who was going to get written off of Grey's next. I mean, Troy, it's very traumatizing when all of a sudden your favorite character is just killed in a plane crash. Yeah, it was like the game. Of, it was like Game of Thrones before Game of Thrones, like people just dying and people freaking out. Like all I remember hearing was people saying like, oh, my God, so-and-so is going to be written off. So-and-so is going to die. So-and-so is going to be written off. It was wild, a wild time. Grey's Anatomy was a shift in pop culture. One thousand percent. And it's still on somehow. <laughs> it's still on TV. Now, before we get into 2009, Justin Chambers, I expected a lot more blind items about him, but he went to rehab in 2008. And I will never forget this video of Katherine Heigl. She was going to get lunch with a friend or something and paparazzi are chasing her, you know, asking like all these questions. And then they were like, how do you feel about Justin going to rehab? And that's how she found out her co-star was in rehab because paparazzi yelled at her. Holy shit. That is so messy. It's insane. This was a very, very messy show. I just <laughs> forgot. I just forgot about all of it, honestly. So now we are going into 2009. 
It says, which heartthrob actor keeps turning up drunk to the set of this TV medical drama? Again, that's Justin Chambers. And now Karev is no longer on the show, but it's said because he wanted to focus on like his health and his well-being. Because it sounds like this set is not good for anyone's health or well-being. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't sound like that's a, much of a concern. Right. While many celebrities and guests were appalled at Paris and Nikki's constantly texting throughout the shows they attended, guests were just as appalled at this B-list television star from a hit network ensemble drama who made loud comments about every male model and what they were wearing. Loud enough that people across the room could hear her. All of the people sitting with her kept looking away and trying to distance themselves from her remarks, which were for the most part really nasty. Oh, and she was smacking on Nicorette gum while commenting. That's so Katherine Heigl. That's so her to be chomping Nicorette at a fashion show. I think you and Katherine Heigl would get along. I do too. I sent you the other day a video of her. I like, like her now. I, it was a Vanity Fair YouTube video of her describing like, I think it was like what she eats in a day or like something like that. And it was so, it was one of the most down to earth videos I've ever seen of a celebrity because she wasn't trying to be down to earth. It was like, she was like, no, I only cook at home because we live in, in Utah in the middle of nowhere. And like everything she eats was so genuine and it was so like normal. It was just weird. She's like, yeah, I don't brush my teeth every day. And she's like, when I wake up, I drink coffee before I brush my teeth because it'll taste bad. But sometimes I forget to brush my teeth. It was just like very, I was like, she sounds like one of my mom's friends or something, you know? Maybe we can turn her around. Maybe we can get people to like her again. Yeah. My, my 2023, like, <laughs> workshop. <laughs> Being an insanely plugged in member of this biz called show has its disadvantages. Case in point, I just found out that one of my favorite on-screen screen duos doesn't get along in real life. Truth be told, they despise each other and it's causing serious conflict on set. According to a well-placed insider on this unnamed smash hit, the male half of this twosome claims his leading lady is unprofessional and extremely difficult to work with. Even worse, he's accused her of, quote, inappropriately behaving at times. He's made it known to TPTB that he doesn't want to be in scenes with her, at least no love scenes. But there's no getting around those anytime soon. Quote, they told him, The love scenes are unavoidable. Their characters are supposed to be having a torrid love affair. Agents for the pair are attempted to diffuse the situation by promising to make sure both actors maintain professional standards in future scenes. Care to guess the identity of these quarreling lovers? And that's Sandra Oh and Kevin McKidd. And if you ever watch the show, Christina and Owen, it makes all the sense in the world that these two fucking hated each other. I've never even watched the show and I've seen so many clips of Sandro's acting and just how incredible she is. Like I've watched YouTube compilations of her moments on this show just because she's so amazing. She's so incredible. And honestly, personally, I just never liked Owen. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, at least they hated each other. It makes me feel better. Yeah. And it's like easy to pick a side. Yeah. (laughs) Two marriages, two cheats. Two men kicked to the curb. Actually, from what I heard, the first one may have been literally kicked to the curb. The first marriage involves a non-celebrity and his B-list actress wife on a hit television show. He cheats almost constantly and doesn't care who knows it. 
He knows that his wife doesn't want to be seen as a failure, so he takes advantage of that and keeps on cheating. The second marriage is even easier to guess than the first. Actor and a singer. What you might not know, though, is that the actor has been too scared to even cross paths with his wife, except in the most public of places for fear that she will go off on him physically and verbally. To say that she's going through this event quietly would be very wrong. In fact, just this morning, everyone in LaGuardia Airport could hear her yelling at him on the phone. So the first two being Chris Ivory and Ellen Pompeo. And this is so random. But then the other couple fighting at LaGuardia being Josh Dumal and Fergie. Some Chris Ivory tea. He's from Boston, Massachusetts. Okay. And I graduated high school in like two, in 2009. And I'll never forget, I was at a graduation party and one of the girls there was saying, she worked at this mall called South Shore Plaza. It's a big mall in Braintree, Massachusetts. She was saying she was fucking Chris Ivory while he's married to Ellen Pompeo. I don't know if it's true or not, but I'll never forget that. It was like known that he would go to this mall and like hook up with girls. That's so, the fact that there's so many men to choose from that do that, (laughs) that we've talked about is like outrageous. We are now in 2010. They say silence is golden. Well, they never stepped foot on the set of this hit series, where months of growing tension between the showrunner and the leading man has led to a complete breakdown in communication. Quote, they're no longer speaking to each other, confides a staffer at the hour-long drama. Things are really bad. At the heart of the conflict, the actor feels his boss is focusing nearly all of his or her, her energy and attention on another project. And when said exec does decide to contribute to the show in question, it's at the last minute, thereby throwing the scripts into chaos and delaying production. It's only a matter of time before the network or studio is forced to intervene again. That's right. This is just the latest backstage conflict to erupt on the unnamed series. But given the parties involved this time around, this new dust up will prove much more difficult to diffuse. So that's Patrick Dempsey being mad at Shonda Rhimes for not spending as much time at Grey's Anatomy and spending more time dealing with private practice. You know, obviously, I know Shonda Rhimes because of Crossroads. Okay, right. That's how I became acquainted with her, which is also a super dark movie. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And good, by the way. I don't want to get it. Good. Good. I don't like the Crossroads slander, but I, I always knew her as a kid from Crossroads. So it's so funny, like even as a teenager and like a young adult and stuff, like I couldn't separate that. Mm-hmm. And she was, to me, she was always Shonda Rhimes from Crossroads. So whenever I would describe her to people, I would forget. And, and then I'd be like, oh yeah. And also Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> That's so <laughs> funny. Or whatever. But Crossroads. This B-list actress from a hit network medical drama had a boyfriend. They went out. It came time to have sex, and she made her boyfriend dress up like one of the male characters on the show. (laughs) What? What? And that's Sandra O. Okay. What a weird blind. And it's also like they all wear scrubs. (laughs) So which male character? And who told who told Spilbetti? It sounds like somebody who worked on that set was like NT on speed dial. (laughs) Yeah. They're fucking right now, and I think she has a dress (laughs) up. And now we have the only blind of 2011, one boy, one girl, a very popular couple on this series. Actually, probably the only reason the show is still on and as popular as it is. 
Back when a certain show started, Nell Wafer was a virtually unknown actress looking for her big break. She had little parts here and there, but nothing that made her a household name. When they were casting her love interest, she learned that they were this close to feeling it with a crush of hers, and she was ecstatic. Sadly, her crush passed on the role, and they filled it with another actor, John Deere. Nell never had met John Deere, but she considered him a washed-up has-been that never caught on, and she wanted her big break. She thought he would pull her down with him, and Nell was furious. But a co-star told her that she and JD would have no chemistry if she worked it right and they would break them up. JD knew that this was his last shot at stardom and he was not about to let her ruin it. She played it down, he played it up, and now years later, they're stuck together. At first they dealt with it, but as their popularity grew, tensions ran wild. Arguments on set about him taking his time getting there, having to do reshoots because the look of disdain was clear on their faces during intimate scenes, After about a year or two, the writers had had enough, but it's all about viewers, don't you know? They demanded the couple back together and Nell and JD were forced back to sleeping with the enemy. Now it's a different game though. Nellie has had it with her contract about up and she's demanding that they split the two up or she walks. And without her, there's nothing. She's threatened the same thing in the beginning of the couple's courtship, but she wasn't as famous back then. And they hired a little replacement to show her that she wasn't needed. Nell is demanding that they split the couple up using the excuse that their loving relationship would be the death of the show. But Nell isn't budging and JD is joining the campaign. The big head knows that a choice must be made, but the only way to separate the two would be by murder. And they already tried that. They had to do something before their show becomes a hotbed of controversy. So that's Ellen Pompeo and Patrick Dempsey. And Patrick, his last episode wasn't until 2015, but they definitely had them have like a lot of weird up and downs that did not seem necessary for them. And then we jump to 2012. Which two actresses play BFFs on a hit medical drama, but in real life cannot stand each other? These two women are polar opposites. So when the cameras stop rolling, they head off in separate directions and don't even speak. And that is Sandra Oh and Ellen Pompeo. But I feel like that could be like Blake and Layton. They just love to have like the female characters yeah. hate each other. Yeah. There always has to be at least one bitter rivalry between actresses who want all the screen time. Like it's so silly. <laughs> Which star was written out of a hot television show because he or she was doing way more cocaine lines than script lines. And that's when Eric Dane left Grey's Anatomy, which was a shocker. I would say him leaving was a shocker. Eric Dane. Yeah, like, Eric Dane was fuck? in this show. <laughs> These people, like, oh my God. This B-list, mostly television actress who has been on a hit show forever has given up trying to slow down the cheating of her husband. She has admitted defeat and only asked that he not do it right in front of her. Good luck with that, considering he was across the room from her at a party, getting numbers and even making out with one. He is such a tool. And that's Ellen Pompeo. Ellen Pompeo is like one of the most paid actresses. You know, she plays this character who's like a strong woman. I hate this for her. (laughs) I need to like break her away from Meredith Grey, but like this hurts my heart. It's also very, that blind was so in line with what we talk about all the time of like, don't make me look stupid. Right. 
don't have me out here looking like a fool. You can do whatever you want, but don't be like at a cast party trying to fuck people, you know? But just so you guys know, I, I was like, I need to know what Chris does. He's apparently a record producer. Oh, okay. So we are now in 2014. She is now a C plus list actress married to a former A-list, mostly television actor from a still on the air hit network show. It doesn't stop her former co-star who was a minus list when the pair hooked up from showing the sex tape they made to all of his friends. She is not a stranger to them. So this blind is actually about Rebecca Gayhart, who I believe is still married to Eric Dane. Yeah. And the former co-star being Luke Perry showing their sex tape off. Wow. I, I watched that sex tape. Did you? Yeah, I did. It's in a bathtub. <laughs> oh. And there's somebody else in it. It's a threesome sex tape. But I forget who the other actress is. There's another like kind of B-listy actress in it. And they're like all taking a bath together. What meal were you eating when you watched it for (laughs) a little chip and dip moment? I believe (laughs) this actress has starred in more than one television series. Although she was married for several years to someone else in the business, she is gay. No, she didn't take her ex husband for a ride. He fully knew about her preferences, and the beardy arrangement benefited them both. She is in a quote relationship with a new guy now. It works for her because this guy doesn't mind if the actress brings her girlfriend along for their, quote, dates. So the actress being Kate Walsh. And I, I, I mean, I just would imagine that that's the arrangement that, like, so many people have. Like, as long as they're cool, yeah, you know, they can hang. Actress Ellen Pompeo is usually all sweet and perky on her Twitter feed. So when she posted a jab about the behavior of, quote, some people on the set of Grey's Anatomy, it seemed as if she is looking to call people out. Is there friction with one or more of her co-stars? Who is she referring to? And allegedly that was her referring to Patrick Dempsey. And the very next year in 2015, which we're about to get into, was the last year he was on Grey's Anatomy. Okay. So we're now in 2015. This former A-list, mostly television actress who was on two hit shows for the same network before bombing spectacularly on a new network better watch out for her ex-husband. The agreement they signed where he agreed to stay shut about her sexual preferences is not really working because he is talking a lot and word is starting to spread. And that again is Kate Walsh. So do people, is that, a do people question Kate's sexuality commonly? Do you, did you know that she was gay? To be honest, I didn't know anything about Kate Walsh other than like, I think she's gorgeous. That's about it. Yeah. I love a a redhead. Like I love a woman with red hair. I do. And I liked how she like delivered lines. I thought she was a good actor. (laughs) Great. She was a great, she's an amazing actor. Yeah. I think one thing that was exciting for me to pull these blinds is I barely knew about like the later stuff, the later drama. I knew about TR and. Catherine, but I didn't know so much about like Patrick versus Shonda and stuff like that. Yeah, I feel like at a certain point, the media was like, all right, <laughs> we're going to just stop reporting this stuff. If that's OK, you guys are wild. They're like, actually, we have the Glee cast to report on. now. Yeah, <laughs> you guys are older. <laughs> this was like, don't worry, darling. But for like 20 something years. This A-list, mostly television actor who's played the same role for quite some time on that long-running network hospital show got busted by his wife 
with some college student, which is why she finally left him. Apparently, the student was a family friend. Anyway, the wife has pictures and video of the actor cheating multiple times, and the college student left him when her parents found out, and that she might have to testify if the case ever goes to trial. Meanwhile, the actor seems to be in a daze, like his life has ended and wants people to feel sorry for him. And that's Patrick Dempsey. And his wife filed for divorce and then like took it back. She was like, never mind. So they were like very close to divorce and then it didn't go through. Okay. This A-list mostly television actor on a long, long running network show is getting divorced. His soon to be confronted him recently with photos of him with 10 other women that were not something that could be explained as innocent. This is just what she discovered in their last year of marriage. That is, again is Patrick. This B-plus list, mostly television actress from a very hit, very long-running network show, says that she never hung out with her now-departed co-star outside of work or work functions. He never hung out with anyone except when he had sex a few times with the actress who walked off the show first. So the show being Grey's Anatomy, the B-plus list actress being Ellen Pompeo, the co-star being Patrick Dempsey, and it's saying that he had sex with Katherine Heigl. Authoritative TV producers operate a bit like mafia dons. Casting and storylines are closely guarded secrets to be leaked only at the producer's discretion. And woe be it to anyone else who even hints publicly about those changes before the producer is ready. The producer can always find a way to make sure their character goes on vacation or goes into a coma or gets whacked. This producer was absolutely furious that a certain actor didn't follow this code. According to the producer, quote, if he was so damn tired of playing the same character and wanted out, he shouldn't have re-upped his contract. Instead, he started passive aggressively whining and leaking storylines and talking about how he wanted to move on. That was an incredibly unprofessional move on his part. Rather than complain about the actor in public though, the producers got their revenge via the actor's character. Sometimes snitches get stitches. However, in this case, whack. <laughs> and that's Patrick Dempsey and of course Shonda Rhimes whacking him. And Shonda Rhimes has made like shady comments about how not everyone she's written off, she's had an issue with, but there were a few that she had to kill. Like things like that. Like she is like a mafia <laughs> leader. That's a, I don't know how she managed all these egos. This is crazy to be in charge of a show like this, all these crazy actors and like all of their narcissism and like to have the show be so good still and like popular. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. There's a rumor going around that a certain handsome actor was fired from his TV show because he had an affair. Releasing details about someone's affair is a nice way to retaliate against them if they ever happen to get a, a whiny exit. Mess with the bull and you get the horns. However, he didn't get fired because of the affair. A producer cares about the quality of the scripts, the production of the show, and maintaining viewership in it advertisers, not who anyone is sleeping with. If the actor was sleeping with the producer's spouse or some underage cast member, it would be an issue. That's not what happened here. Actually, if this producer fired everyone on the show who had an affair, they would have fired several other cast members first, starting with this actor and this actress. Both of them had affairs during their tenure on the show and neither of them got the boot or the horns. So the show being Grey's Anatomy, again, the fired actor being Patrick Dempsey, 
And this blind is saying Sandra O oh and Eric Dane had an affair. Troy, I need to ask you a question. Obviously, there was a big debate if you were McSteamy or McDreamy. McDreamy being Patrick Dempsey, McSteamy mm-hmm. being Eric Dane. I need yeah. to know who you would choose. Absolutely, Eric Dane. <laughs> no question, right? There's not even, yeah, no, no. I've never really had the hots for Patrick. Like, I've never really felt the tingle on my tummy for him. What about you? No, I would pick Eric Dane. Yeah, Eric Dane is just like hot. Yeah, and his I liked his character better and everything. So, I think that Patrick is hot and like a like you go to your friend's house and you're like, oh, like your dad's like kind of attractive. It's like that. I, but I feel like Patrick Dempsey would call me poor, like not even miss a beat. <laughs> Apparently, he would. <laughs> Apparently, from what we read here. This former A-list, mostly television actress from that long-running network show she abandoned and who recently failed on a different network is usually more private about her female companions. At an event this weekend, though, she showed up arm-in-arm with this former girlfriend of the vampire actress who also likes to stay in the closet. (gasps) Okay, so that was her showing up with Kristen Stewart. See, this is exactly the, the the group of people I said that you would run in if you were famous. <laughs> Kate Walsh and Kristen Stewart. This married a minusless, mostly television actor on a very long running ABC show has spent about $10,000 this month on webcam sex, all on one woman. And that is Mr. Jesse Williams. And he had such a messy divorce. It's like still very messy, I feel. This former A-list, mostly television actor, got too good for his show. So now he is B-plus-list, mostly movie actor, and causing trouble on his new movie. He is causing drama because he has slept with several extras and members of the crew, and it's causing a lot of tension on set, which should be running smoothly by this point, given the history of the movie. And that was Patrick Dempsey on the set of Bridget Jones's Baby. Now, the reveal for the next blind item made me clutch my pearls. Yeah, this is wild. In a hookup no one probably could have seen coming, this singer with a boyfriend she doesn't have sex with hooked up with this former A-list, mostly television actor from a hit network show who has moved on to movies. The two were in town at the same time and one thing led to another. So allegedly, that's Sierra cheating on Russell Wilson with Patrick Dempsey. What? What? I definitely did see that coming. Holy shit. See, this is what we always talk about. Like a bunch of people can be in a room and you would never know who at an award show has fucked. Oh my God, Sierra and Patrick Dempsey. The reason this former A-list mostly television actor left his network show was because his wife made him as a condition to remaining in the marriage. The years-long hookup with his co-star was not something that could just be stopped. This had to be a dramatic step taken. And that's Patrick Dempsey. It annoys me it doesn't say the co-star, though. Yeah, I know. This A-list, mostly television actress on a network show that just won't die, was wasted out of her mind on some prescription drugs while she got out of the country. She thought she was a dog, then thought people were attacking her. She was completely out of it for almost 24 hours. If people were not so worried about her dying from them, it was actually pretty funny because she likes being in control all the time. And allegedly that's Ellen Pompeo on a bad trip. She thought she was a dog. Good God. 
We're now in 2016, and this is a People's Choice Awards blind. With her kid at home, this married A-list, mostly television actress from a very, very, very long-running network drama said she was there to party. Popping a couple of pills and drinking and making out with a couple of random guys throughout the night. And she did just that. And that is, how do you say her name? Katerina Sporsoni. Sporsoni. She played Dr. Amelia Shepard on Grey's Anatomy. Let me tell you something. My most hated character, other than Owen. Okay. She's just like, you would hate her. I already know. (laughs) (laughs) After years of being cheated on by her husband, this A-list mostly television actress from a long-running hit network show is cheating on her husband with her co-star. And that's allegedly Ellen and Jesse Williams. Jesse Williams is so hot. He's genuinely, I think, one of the most beautiful men in Hollywood. I agree. He is stunning. And he has a huge dick. Yeah. <laughs> that was so such a role reversal just now. I know. <laughs> new year, new us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, and he's so smart. <laughs> <laughs> this B plus is mostly television actress had an affair with another woman who worked on the same show. Things became awkward and our actress quit. So that is it's Sada, right? Sada Ramirez mm-hmm. and Kelly McCreary. Or Jerrica Hinton. So Kelly McCreary played Maggie Pierce and Jerrica played Stephanie Edwards. Okay. This married former A-list, mostly television actor from a long running hit network show is cheating again. Guess who that is? Patrick Dempsey. Shocking. (laughs) In the following blind, when chocolates and flowers aren't enough, you only have words. Our former A-list television star tried to return to the A-list television show they were once on by speaking with the showrunner in attempting to iron out the issues between them. But the stubborn showrunner adamantly refused. She politely declined, says my source, but it was an adamant no. It was a shame. It would have been nice for her to return. So that's Katherine Heigl wanting to come back to Grey's Anatomy and Shonda Rhimes saying, "Uh -uh." (laughs) uh-uh. No, girl. (laughs) We're now in 2017. This B-plus is mostly television actress who went from a long-running still-on-the-air network show to her own show to another of her own shows is closeted and apparently recently broke up with her longtime girlfriend. She was not shy about hitting on women last night at an event. And that is, you'll never guess, (laughs) Kate Walsh is closeted. She was hitting on people at the 2017 Spring Gala at the Roundabout Theater. It's wild that her blind item life is so that. Like, I actually didn't pull some of them because it was so that. So many, yeah. Events in the next few weeks should open the door for this network on-screen couple to be one step closer to a real-life couple. You know, from that ABC show. And allegedly that was Jesse Williams and Sarah Drew. And they, of course, played Jackson Avery and April Kepner. What do you do if you are the A slash B list, mostly television actor from a long running network show? You've had a bad time as of late from the media. I'm not sure the media even cared about your life until recently. Oh, sure. You probably spent some money each month on your PR people. So once or twice a year, they would throw you a bone for all that money and get you a photo shoot in an airline magazine, but not much else. Jesus. You just deposited your paychecks each week and took your married self over to West Hollywood after work and hooked up with a lot of different guys, a ton of guys. 
it would take you about five minutes of asking to find someone who either hooked up with the actor or known somebody who did. That was your secret, the one you desperately want to keep. When your wife says she wants to divorce, you don't want your love of men to be the reason that this is offered up. So what do you do? You make it all look like you were cheating with an actress and to you that is more preferable than coming out of the closet to the world. The bad publicity is worth it. All of this drama might still lead to what you have been avoiding. Wow. That is Jesse Williams and Minka Kelly. Jesse Williams, okay. We've talked about those celebrities that you can put next to anybody and it'll make them look good. Obviously, Jesse Williams is one of those people, but Minka Kelly is one of the people, I think. I would almost say that it's unfair how much we don't talk about Minka Kelly. Especially for all she's done for us. <laughs> yeah, like she is, I would say, the most like dated woman of the men that we've talked about everybody dates Minka Kelly. I'm telling you, if you type in, if you go to who dated who, like it gives you like a, a, a spider graph of every celebrity who's dated every celebrity. It tells you their whole dating history. Minka Kelly is the one. She has been rumored to hook up with Jake Gyllenhaal. She's allegedly dated Brian White, Donald Faison, Taylor Kitsch, Chris Evans, John Mayer, Topher Grace, Derek Jeter, Ramon Rodriguez, Wilmer Valderrama, Sean Penn, Josh Radner, Jesse Williams, Trevor Noah, and Dan Reynolds from Imagine Dragons. She's the one. And those are just the ones that are listed. Like, if you look at pictures, she's always, like, strolling with some guy. And I'm not shaming. Like, she's gorgeous. And I think it's cool that she's able to date so many famous people, but kind of, like, lay low, you know? Yeah, for sure. This actor did not cheat on his wife with a woman. He has a gay lover and a home in Negril, Jamaica. Despite what many think, his wife is not a beard. They genuinely love each other so much that she turned a blind eye to his bisexuality for years. He did not cheat with Minka Kelly. In fact, now that his relationship with his wife is over, his PR team is working overtime to dismiss this rumor and hide his sexuality at the same time. Expect them to set him up with a black female actress so that he can maintain his image of pro-black slash woke. Also expect his character to be killed or written off. The executive has gone into waiting to exhale mood, even though he's practicing exactly what she preaches. So that's Jesse Williams, Minka Kelly, Grey's Anatomy being the show, and of course, the executive being Shonda Rhimes. I feel like it's dangerous for me to know that Jesse Williams might be gay. I can't handle it. I already, he's like so beautiful. I can't handle it. It's so crazy to think that like Jesse Williams has to worry about this coming out. And if he goes to his boss about it, it's like, we'll see if you make it to the end of the season. Right, right. Also, have people who, like, are people, have people in West Hollywood just like seeing Jesse Williams gallivanting about in West Hollywood being wild and, and like making out with everybody? Because if you have, please DM us. Listen, these West Hollywood people do not fucking talk. And it's a problem for us. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. They really don't. Like West Hollywood is like, you no, know, all of those celebrities that go to West Hollywood and get wasted, like Nick Jonas and like allegedly fuck guys. Nobody ever talks about it. This former A-list mostly television actor on a hit network show took some time off from acting for a while. He then landed what has been a pretty great cable show. The problem is that he needs rehab again. 
He had been trying to hide his drug use from his wife, but it got too out of hand. And from what I understand, she has managed to stay sober. So that's Eric and Rebecca Gayhart. And I'm 98% sure a big thing in their sex tape was that they were like using heavy drugs. The one with Luke Perry, not with Eric, right? Yeah. No, the one with Eric. Oh, they have a sex tape too? Yeah, Rebecca Gayhart. Oh, I don't, I don't, I've never seen the Luke Perry thing. Oh, 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 okay. I've only ever seen Eric Dane and Rebecca Gayhart. They have a sex tape with a third and they're using like some heavy shit, not just coke. I will say it was pretty wild to watch Eric on screen because he came in as a buff guy and then he got really thin and then Mm -hmm. kind of like, it was, it was almost like Corey Monteith, you know, he got really thin and they're big guys anyway. Yeah. He's like seven foot tall. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So if they lose any weight, you can definitely notice it. Yeah, for sure. Now this one has an either or reveal and typically Troy and I don't read these, but either way you will lose your mind. Okay, I'm excited for this one because I see names. This A-list, mostly television actress, isn't ever leaving her hit network show that she's been on forever. She might, however, leave her husband if she keeps hooking up with her co-star. It's been going on for a while now. So it could either be Ellen Pompeo leaving Chris Ivory for Jesse Williams or Justin Chambers, or it could be Mariska Hargitay, married to Peter Herman, hooking up with Chris Maloney. And if that ever came true, I think the internet would break. See, I don't think that that's true. The Mariska and Chris? Yeah. Neither do I. I don't, because if we should do a Law and Order episode. Yeah. I love Chris Maloney. (laughs) (laughs) But all of Mariska's uh, blinds are about her being closeted. Exactly. Oh, I don't know. This A slash B list, mostly television actor who was on a long, long running network drama is technically married. He's also violent and took a swing at a valet guy last night. He missed and some other people got in the middle to stop more swings. And that is Jesse. I will say after he got divorced, I mean, his wife was making claims that he's a reckless parent. Yeah. That, like he wouldn't pay for their kids. Like it was a messy public divorce. Yeah, I forgot about that. We have our first kindness blind of 2023. (laughs) We need it. (laughs) This A-list, mostly television actress, who is permanently associated with this very, very long-running network hospital show, which will probably go on forever, has been known to have social media conversations with young fans and does the same out in public. She never turns down any young fan ever, for a photo or an autograph. And that's Ellen Pompeo. That's nice. If you have some Ambien and a little meth, this still technically married A slash B list, mostly television actor from a very hit, very long running network show will probably hook up with you. He would prefer you probably be a man, but he's open to all offers. And that is Jesse. So Jesse's a mess. Hmm. And he's currently on a Broadway show in New York, Troy. I know it. I know it. And I'll be there next week. (laughs) This B-plus list, mostly television actress who was in a long-running hit network show that still airs, is realizing maybe she shouldn't have followed the golden rule of shows and never walk away from a hit. No one's hiring her. No one's calling her. So basically, she's trying to make herself a series regular again. 
And that's Kim Raver, who played Teddy Altman on Grey's Anatomy. And she's back on the show. So it worked. Wow. Shonda must have really liked her. Yeah, I was going to say, that's wild. This A-list, mostly television actress from a very, very long-running network. It's a very, very long-running network show, in case you guys didn't know. Which she will never leave unless they kill her off, is not living with her husband. As I told you a few months back, she is hooking up with a co-star. Hey, her husband cheated from day one, so I'm on her side. She could have picked a nicer guy to hook up with, but hey, maybe she thinks that she can change him. And that's Ellen Pompeo fucking Jesse Williams, allegedly. There are a lot of confusing blinds about Jesse, I think. Wow. You know, I'm going to say something that, and I typically reserve saying this for Zach Efron. You already know. Ooh, serious. This is serious. Well, I think that Hollywood is so fucked that if you look like somebody like Jesse Williams, you kind of, you know, your path is a little predetermined, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it's different. He's too, much too beautiful. It's exact. Like too beautiful to be working at Disney surrounded by a bunch of creeps. Mm-hmm. Too pretty. We're now in 2018. This B-plus list, mostly television actor on a very hit, very long-running network show does not have a new girlfriend. Just because you're photographed with a woman, the paps call his new girlfriend doesn't mean he has one. The actor, who is still technically married, has a boyfriend. The boyfriend was with him the whole time he was with the woman. Damn. The Jesse era was messier than I expected. The Jesse era of Grey's is like pretty crazy. <laughs> the crazy just didn't stop. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's like they were people leave and then another crazy person comes in and has a whole era of being fucking insane. <laughs> this form born A-list mostly television actor who was on a show I mentioned earlier today was beat up recently at a strip club where he watched his girlfriend perform. Apparently, he got a little too handsy with another performer, and she didn't like it, and a bouncer punched the actor. And that is Kevin McKidd. He's got a punchable face. He's also a punchable character. (laughs) There was no there there between this A-list, mostly television actor from a long-running network show, and this former A-list, mostly television actress turned B-lister in fading. She has always been, for the past five years or so, play for pay. Not by the hour or anything, but definitely by the month. I'm not saying that this permanent A-list mostly movie actor didn't get an exception to the monthly rule. He got some kind of weekend special based on their long history together while he was married. So they're referring to Jesse Williams having to pay to date Minka Kelly, but she also dated Sean Penn. Whew. Minka is our 2023 Rita. <laughs> <laughs> no. I can feel it already. This is an Oscars blind. This A-list mostly television actress probably deserves A-plus list for the length of the hit network show on which she stars. But there are so many people on it that she is probably an A. Anyway, she and her A-hole of a husband got into a screaming match just inside the door of an after party after faking it down the red carpet. Apparently when they got on the carpet, a model her husband cheated on her actress with was there and gave the husband a hug right in front of the actress. And that is Ellen and Chris Ivory. I feel like I wouldn't want to be on Ellen's bad side because she's also from Massachusetts. And I can imagine her shrill voice because in interviews, she'll have like a old, way older one. She has her Boston accent still. And I'm mm-hmm. like, ooh. 
Yeah, and she's a, she's also just like an intense woman. Those blue eyes. She's an intense lady. Like whenever she uh, is on like the Hollywood tape, like the Hollywood Roundup actors table, she's intense. I agree. And she talks with her hands and she's very like pointed. Yeah, she's like Dorinda. (laughs) This former A-list, mostly television actor who thought he was too good for the network show that's still airing without him, even though he thought it would die without him, needs rehab for drinking. And that's Patrick Dempsey. This former A-list television actress from a long running network hit show finally landed another show, but is trying to figure out a way to return to the show that she left. The roles have not been as plentiful as she was led to believe they would be by her agent. And that's Sandra Oh. It's so fucked up because I think Sandra Oh is one of like the most talented actresses that I've seen in a long time. Yeah, and I definitely remember when she left, it was like, you know, everybody was saying it was going to be just like, she's the moment. She is the doll. Like she is going to get cast in everything. And like, you know, that kind of didn't happen. And then she got Killing Eve and fucking killed that. Yeah. Oh yeah, Killing Eve. Oh my God, yes. This closeted a list mostly television actor from a long-running hit network show apparently split from the guy he was seeing and is hooking up with a celebrity who has no idea she replaced a guy. So allegedly Jesse Williams with Taylor Rooks. I'm not familiar with her. This B-list triple threat actor who has only been a big award winner slash nominee in one of them was recently fired from a television role. Oh, Lord. Just stop it. And Kelly's laughing and me on mute. That could have been lifted from an A or even an A. The name flustered me. Apparently, there is some buzzing that the married actor was inappropriate with a female cast member on a show on which he recently appeared for a season. And that is Matthew Morrison. Okay. So Matthew Morrison, just anywhere he shows up, he's raising hell. And the craziest thing about his character is that he was a he was playing a character's abusive ex-boyfriend that was stalking her. Wow. God. Matthew Morrison. He's like, we can't shake him. <laughs> he's a menace. He is. There's going to be a war all season long on the set of this long-running network hit show. While they were both married, these two co-stars on the show frequently hooked up. They were supposed to both get divorces. One did and one didn't. Now the one who did is hooking up with someone new. The one who didn't is actually angry the other person is seeing someone else. Apparently that's Ellen Pompeo, Jesse Williams, and Jesse started dating Taylor Rooks. Wow. Friends of this A-list mostly television actress who has had the same job for a very long time on this network hit says she told them she's leaving the show. That casts doubt on whether the show will continue. And that's Ellen Pompeo. She's not on Grey's, right? No, so that's a blind. We're still in 2018, guys. 2018 is a long year for Grey's Anatomy cast. But she just stopped this year. But it's still called Grey's Anatomy. Okay. Yeah. This A-list, mostly television actress from a very hit network show, at least for one more season, is self-medicating, which is really causing her acting to eradicate as of late. And that's allegedly Ellen Pompeo in The Following Blind. She walked away from the show under a cloud of I am better than everyone and all of you need to suck it. 
She took someone with her when she left and ruined their acting career and then never spoke to that person or helped them. Now, though, apparently she's going back to the show she once mocked. Interesting times. So that's Katherine Heigl and T.R. Knight. And they did leave at the same time. I didn't even think of that. And then the following blind of 2018, the cast and crew of this long, long, long running network hit really can't wait until the namesake of the show leaves. Her demands have been growing more out of control. And she thinks basically that everyone should bow down to her for keeping them employed for so long. Ellen Pompeo. We are now in 2019. This former A-list, mostly television actor who walked away from a long-running hit network show, which is still airing, is cheating on his wife again and even took the new woman on a recent trip. Patrick Dempsey took Gillian Fink on a trip to Florence, Italy. Bad news for the cast and crew who were counting down the days until the end of this season and the departure of the namesake of the show. Apparently, she was just cruelly teasing them and now plans on staying which will be a soul crusher for anyone who works there and that's ellen pompeo that's funny (laughs) (laughs) well i'm not going anywhere somehow the actress who makes shows get murdered in the ratings because no one likes her landed another show the actress who could be making one million dollars an episode by this point if she didn't have an ego bigger than california will get this show canceled after a couple episodes and everyone in the cast and crew will be grateful to not have to see her every day. And that's when Katherine Heigl landed a CBS comedy pilot. And then it just says she opened up about her Emmy's withdrawal and she said she was really embarrassed by the whole thing. She must think about that. Like she must wake up in cold sweats thinking about that. And like Grey's Anatomy fans, I'll say I was a fan, but I wasn't like a fan, you know? They do not fucking forget. No. Yeah. Like she really, even in that video I was talking about earlier, like the comments were all like, she's a bitch. She's people really still hate her this many years later, but that's gotta be one of the biggest like regret careers. I mean, my God, like she just burned her whole future up in flames. Honestly, I thought she was going to take almost the role of Kate Hudson and be our new rom-com girl. Cause she was she, in- there yeah she was doing 27 dresses the the one with gerard butler Mm -hmm. she was like very close to that yeah she was becoming one of the girls where you could be like are you a katherine heigl rom-com girl you know Mm -hmm. (sighs) and 27 dresses is great don't get me wrong yeah (laughs) even though they know that last year's sabotage will be nothing compared to this season's The Alphabet Network can't really do anything about the actress because her contract is huge. They would have to pay it and then find someone else and the whole thing would just be a mess. Pleasant faces for the press, though. And that is Ellen Pompeo. I think she was the highest paid television actress at this point. Yeah, I think I remember reading that. And she also got producer credits. That's crazy. Why, yes. That was the celebrity husband of the longtime A-list network actress smoking a crack pipe last week while the actress watched, but she did not participate. Um, So apparently that is Ellen Pompeo and Chris Ivory. I don't know if I can believe this one (laughs) because it also says that it happened outside of the Nets versus Knicks game. And I think someone would probably be like, holy shit, is that Meredith Grey's husband smoking crack? Yeah, like I feel like the average person is would be afraid to smoke crack outside of the <laughs> game, more or less. 
a famous person. Right. That is a crazy, crazy blind. I don't know if you remember this. In 2019, there were a lot of just crack blinds in general. Yeah. Well, you know, I do think that crack is definitely a lot bigger in Hollywood than anybody would ever say. Yeah. And I don't think they don't like to call it crack. They call it other things. Like, why was it addicted to heroin? Blah, blah, blah. Like, a lot of these people are just smoking crack. I believe you. It's true tea. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. This not that long ago, A-list mostly television actor who was on a hit network show that is still running today got fired. He's having a hard time making it back and doing drugs with strippers is probably not going to convince anyone to hire you again. And that is Isaiah Washington. We're now in 2020. This former B-plus list actor who kept a very hit show shut down because he wanted a raise and refused to shoot and then ticked off everyone he worked with in a string of comedy movies, doesn't get much work now. He had to go apologize for two years to everyone for being such a tool before anyone would cast him in a movie again. He says he's changed, but the A-plus-less actor who hung out with him this month said the guy is still a tool, and that's Patrick Dempsey. Pretty rich coming from this A-list, mostly television actress from a long-running show, considering the things her significant other has made women do over the years. And that is Ellen Pompeo, her husband being Chris Ivory. And it says in quotes, Ellen Pompeo blasted over resurfacing clips saying, it took two to tango in regards to Harvey Weinstein and the dozens of women who accused him of sexual misconduct. I completely forgot that she got in trouble for saying that. I didn't even know she said that. Yeah, yeah. She said it takes two to tango. I mean, that is fucking insane. Come on, Ellen. To be a woman in Hollywood and say that is crazy. Like, not everyone gets a female showrunner, you know? Right. right. Ugh. There is hope on the horizon that this A-list, mostly television actress who stars in a long, 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 long running network show has finally split with her serial cheating husband. And that's Ellen when she was seen hiking with co-star Giacomo Giannotti. You would like him, Troy. By the name, it sounds like I would. <laughs> We're now in 2021. A recent honoree at the Kennedy Center's, it was Debbie Allen, has a history of preferring women to her husband, her husband being Norm Nixon, of many years. Rumor has it that she slept with high-profile actresses, this is insane, including an Oscar winner, at least one member, Jasmine Guy, of a show that was of this world, a different world, and her current female boss, Shonda Rhimes, of a nearby land, Shondaland, all while hubby bounces around having simultaneous affairs with women living in a neighborhood across the street from the couple's nonprofit, the Debbie Allen Dance Academy. The couple managed to keep their names out of a recent financial pickle, but allegedly instructed the perpetrator of that crime to alter financial documents over the years to explain the books to auditors and to hide that the nonprofit was a shelter to pay the couple's lifestyle. Honoree is not the light she pretends to be. Seek and ye shall find. So Debbie Allen was allegedly fucking Shonda Rhimes. That's crazy. I, is Shonda Rhimes out? She's not, right? No. Wow. I don't see anything, but it does say like she always defends LGBT visibility on TV. Oh, I, I mean, I love that either way. That's cool. That's wild. Yeah, there are actually articles all the way back from 2012 of her saying, I love all my gay and lesbian friends. 
there's nothing wrong with gay scenes. Like she says, there are no gay scenes. There are just scenes with couples. Wow. I love that. And if she was hooking up with Debbie Allen, I love that too. That's so (laughs) cool. The original showrunner of a long, 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 long running network show believes in loyalty. If you are loyal to her, she will make a splash with some news in a return of a fan favorite to get everyone to stop talking about how you affaired yourself through a vast swath of the married actress on the show while you were also married. So that's Shonda Rhimes, Grey's Anatomy, Jesse Williams, and Sarah Drew. So I think it's saying that Sarah Drew came back. She was written off the show, but she did make a comeback. So it seems like she just didn't cause any trouble when she left. Okay. Can I go off on just a quick rant? I know this is our longest episode ever, but... (laughs) But Sarah Drew, April was one of my favorite people. Her and Arizona were my two favorite characters. And they both got written off because, quote, there were too many characters. So that was the only reason Shonda Rhimes gave about why she wrote either of them off. And I think that was so like, I don't know, that you introduced new characters. So that was bullshit, obviously. But I was always like, what kind of fucking answer is that? They're just too many people. Right. Like, there's always been, like, 47 people on that show. All of a sudden, you can't have 12 main cast members? Right. And there's been, like, 14 main cast members. (laughs) This is an Emmy's blind. A lot of talk last night that this long, long, long running network show will finally end at the end of next season. But one person's arguing that it was going to conclude its run at the end of this season. Either way, it's done. And that was Ellen Pompeo, I guess, hinting that the show was ending. It ain't over. (laughs) (laughs) I told you many months ago that the behind the scenes, this A-list mostly television actress from a long, long, long running network show wanted to leave. She knows it will be tough to leave, though, if the show is still airing. Now she's taking her thoughts public to really put pressure on the show. So again, that is Ellen Pompeo openly saying Grey's Anatomy should end. I wonder if they still get like really good ratings. Like do a lot of people tune into Grey's Anatomy still? I don't know. I mean, I, like I said, I haven't watched it in a long time. Yeah. But I think again, people who love Grey's Anatomy love Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, that's true. And we are now in 2022. We have two blinds left. Speaking of cheating, this A-list actor who has been acting since he was a teen and got fired from a hit television show and stars in a movie franchise changed his appearance to make it harder to see the women he cheats on his wife with. And that's, of course, Patrick. What did he do to his appearance? He bleached his hair. (laughs) Okay. Silly. And we're going to end with a good old Kate Walsh blind. This actress who starred on a long, long, long running show before striking out on her own and failing is going to try the marriage thing again. For the life of me, I don't know why she doesn't just come out. And that's Kate Walsh and Andrew Nixon. And that that is the Grey's Anatomy episode. So, Troy, I mean, what do you what do you think of Grey's Anatomy cast now, now that you have their blind item life? Well, it's kind of what I expected, that it was just like very messy and that like for Shonda. Like, to me, it's always just felt like for Shonda Rhimes, this is like trying to wrangle like a circus, you know? And I guess it was just interesting to find that even when like the media wasn't talking about it as much, it was still like really crazy. And like each person like got rotated into like the main cast, just like got swept up into the like crazy drama. 
Mm-hmm. What about you? I mean, I was shocked by some of it, like the later stuff I was more shocked about. And I guess maybe I have heard about the Patrick and Shonda stuff, but it's kind of nice to hear that, like, he was written off for being a dick. Right. Yeah. And also just Shonda Rhimes is so iconic. Like, I think we need to end saying that because Shonda Rhimes is absolutely a legend. Yeah. And the fact, like I said earlier, the fact that she's able to still produce like really high quality content with all the craziness that goes on in the background of her productions. It's amazing. And she's even gone to like Bridgerton, which is crazy. You know, it's like she didn't just stop with Grey's Anatomy or private practice or scandal. She also wrote How to Get Away with Murder, too, right? Yeah, yes. She's iconic. And she, I mean, clearly rules with an iron fist. Like, you know, you just have to respect it. Don't fuck around on the set of Shonda Rhimes' shows, guys. If you learned anything about this episode. No. And Shonda, if you're listening, I'd love any insight into any more crossroads insight that you're willing to give. I know she's a big fan of Beyond the Lines. I have to say, I'm so happy that Bailey... One of who's been one of the only ones left from the pilot episode, I believe. Oh, that's interesting. No blind items on her. Thank God. That is very interesting. I know. <laughs> Shit. She must run home after work <laughs> every night. They're like, do you want drinks after? She's like, no, 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 no. See ya. <laughs> so is the cast rotted Troy? <laughs> I'm going to say yes. I'm going to have to say yeah. Completely agree. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. This was a lot of fun for me as a Grace fan. Try, I hope you enjoyed it too. Yeah, this was great. I, I love doing these, like, you never know who's going to be next. You know, these are my favorite to record, so. Completely agree. And if you guys have any other shows that you really want us to cover, let us know. Obviously, we've done, like, One Tree Hill, and I think that's kind of it. Yeah, we haven't done a lot of, like, network shows. Right, so. we've done reality shows. Yeah. So if you have other ones, I mean, there's so many to choose from that are just crazy. So that'd be fun. So make sure to follow us on Instagram, subscribe to our Patreon, rate, tell your friends about, <laughs> tell your friends about your podcast friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And have, you know, happy new year. And, you know, I'm just hoping that we all kill it this year. This would be a good year. Yeah, I'm scared I- to say that, but I know <laughs> we've manifested some things. We have, but we love you very, very much. And thank you guys for hanging out with us for an entire year. Bye. Bye. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.